This is Cultivating Convos with the Ohio Department of Agriculture. And it's fun to have everyone else kind of get a little insight into what we do. Farmland forever. Actually, that was the next question I was going to ask you. Shelby, <laughs> let's wrap <laughs> this thing up. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Cultivating Convos. Uh, I am one of your co-hosts, Megan Harshbarger, and with me today is Lauren Niner. Hello, listeners. <laughs> Megs, I'm so excited to be co-hosting with you today. Yes, it's a joy. It's a true it's, joy. Yes, it really is. And gosh, Every time we're together, we just get to laughing. So I'll try to keep the giggles to a minimum. <laughs> we do. Lauren and I will will call each other during the workday sometimes when we have questions or we need something, and then we'll just start talking. <laughs> we're like, okay, we need okay. to put a pin in this. Let's get back to work. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We do. We just have a lot to laugh about a lot of times, a lot to say. And in fact... Yeah, exactly. In fact, Megs, I'm really excited because you shared with me your first ever TikTok Oh my production. gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So I've been wanting to do this TikTok trend. Um, I don't even know how you explain it. It's, it's called a peekaboo portrait. Yes. And so it's over some classical music. It's a lot of old portrait paintings with the eyes cut out and you you put your eyes in the place of where they should be. <laughs> and so you can make your own faces with your eyes and oh, it's really funny. And I, I wanted to learn how to edit on TikTok. So I said, let me try this. It's hysterical success. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, I can second that, Meg. Your editing of that can I just say the way you framed up your eyes I tried to, I tried to line them up with with the nose and of course yes. the brows you have to the line brows. it right you do and I will I can confirm it was absolutely hysterical so listeners I, guess, <laughs> I got a kick out of it please go to my TikTok page Meg Irene and give it a like if you have TikTok um, and I say this, I wanted to practice editing because we have been given the go ODA to create our own TikTok page and we are thrilled. Ecstatic. So much, so much though. So I need to practice and make sure I get everything right. So if you do look at ODA's TikTok page, it's not a bunch of junk. That's right. It will be high quality content. Thanks to Megs. And you've been doing a lot of editing this week. Yeah. Oh my gosh, so much editing. We're doing a lot of videos for Ohio Ag Week. We have our monthly grazing management minutes we're still doing. I've got some instructional videos. It's been it's been insane, truly. There's been a lot going on. That's absolutely right. And you've got H you've been busy with H2 Ohio, I know. That's right. H2 Ohio, one of our favorite topics. Yeah, we've been uh, full steam ahead. There's a lot to talk about and a lot to share. The producers are doing a lot of work. Overall, it's going well. Yeah. Love to hear it. <laughs> Naps to that. Naps to that. Um, I do want to really quickly, before we get into the bulk, we're, we're talking about amusement rides today, and I just um, had a thought of <laughs> <laughs> one of my first trips to Cedar Point as a kid. I was very skeptical of roller coasters. 
And like you, Lauren, my cousin forced me to go on the blue streak. Yes. Have you been to Cedar Point? Let me ask you this. The answer is yes. It's been a while, though. I will say it's been maybe a few years, but the blue streak is a very fast. Let me tell you, that is not the first roller coaster to ride. No. She's (laughs) She's fast. She is. She's a thrill. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely. Perhaps you could have started maybe with like the Iron Dragon. That's a fabulous first one, especially if you're feeling a little skeptical. Listen to me. She forced me on it. I was (laughs) terrified. (laughs) I couldn't ride coasters for years after that. I understand. I understand. And those like first experiences can be scary, you know, and something that I just think is so crazy. When I came to ODA, I had no idea that we were in charge of amusement ride safety. That is such a fun fact. Also, I didn't know either. You know, so knowing that the rides are safe really helps. Absolutely. (laughs) So, yeah, let's get into it, Megs. Let's get to the bulk of what we're talking about today. Okay, so, Lauren, let's just get right into it. We're talking about Ferris wheels this week. And I had a a strange fear when I was a kid. (laughs) Of, height, of heights. So I never really rode on many Ferris wheels until my older adult life. Nice. So I understand. Yeah, I understand that. And with National Ferris Wheel Day, which we love a good national holiday. We do. National Ferris Wheel Day on Monday, February 14th. Mm-hmm. What a great way to, you know, take a Valentine up into a Ferris wheel. I don't you know. know. You're absolutely correct. And here to talk about National Ferris Wheel Day with us, uh, we have Michael Wood of Wood Entertainment Company. Michael, thanks for joining us. We do appreciate it. Uh, Glad to be here. (laughs) And we also have John Kaufman. Uh, He is in our division of amusement ride safety. He's one of our awesome inspectors. John, thanks for being with us also on here today. Good morning. Thanks for having me. So where should we start? Should we start, John, let's start really quick with quickly with um, amusement ride safety. Can you kind of just give an overview of that division uh, and, and what we do? Yeah, absolutely. So the amusement ride safety division in the state of Ohio, we inspect amusement rides either from on the carnival side all the way up to the parks. We have multiple for- inspections that are performed per year. We uh, do an initial inspection on every amusement ride. And then we also uh, required to do a second supplemental inspection on each ride and occasionally or usually we actually do a operational inspection, which is where we go out and watch them operate and go through uh, their operational paperwork and that sort of thing. Um, some days it's a multiple day inspection, depending on what ride it is. You know, in a nutshell, that's what we do. Yeah, and you guys are, you're looking at Ferris wheels, which are included in those rides. Well, correct. You know, and we find Ferris wheels, you know, and, you know, Ferris wheels are like merry-go-rounds for a, a carnival. You know, you either have one or both, and that's the symbol of, you know, a lot of fairs when they go around you actually, but people are looking for that, that especially a fair, so that big light structure that lights up in midway and everybody can see a lot of times from the highway and, you know, a lot of people look at that as one of the main rides on a fair. Yes, definitely an iconic amusement ride for really mm-hmm. any amusement attraction. Absolutely. So. We're really excited because Michael, who is joining us today, happens to own 
the largest portable Ferris wheel in the United States of America. Michael, how did you come about owning something like this? This is amazing. Um, you know, I guess uh, seeking a challenge. Um, our, our company specializes in um, large and difficult to transport types of equipment like you see um, typically on the fairgrounds in Europe. Um, the the average U.S. operator um, tackles equipment that travels on one or two semi-trailers uh, for transport purposes. Uh, the, the occasional three, sometimes four trailer ride, uh, you know, I mean, our, our small stuff is on four trailers. And so I had, you know, we, we owned a, a large company um, up until 1981 that operated to your north in the state of Michigan called the WG Wade Shows, which still exists. It's a 110-year-old company now. And my dad sold that uh, in 1981, he and his partner, Glenn Wade. And we formed a smaller company, still continue to operate. We sold that in 1996. And then we became, you know, basically what the business calls an independent ride operator. So we take our equipment and go contract either with subcontract with carnivals or directly with fairs, which is the, the core of my business now. And so we, we went to Europe, we bought some big uh, specialty equipment, one of a kind stuff, traveled around the US with that for 10, 12 years, uh, quite honestly got a little bored looking for a challenge, uh, contemplated buying a carnival back for a while and then decided on a big Ferris wheel. <laughs> wow. So you Michael, how tall is it? How tall do you? It's it's 45 and a half meters, which comes out to about 150 feet. That's pretty tall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it uh, takes 14 semi-trailers to transport, 12 of which there are the actual ride, two of which are basically for support equipment that you need to, to do your job. Um, takes about... 400 man hours for assembly and about 360 for disassembly. So it's it's four days up and three and a half days down any way you slice it. Um, it's a uh, put it up, take it back down. You're going to spend, depending on the market, largely because of the crane and some of the other equipment that you have to rent as part of it, you're going to spend between 60 and $70,000 just to put it up and take it back down. Holy. Yeah, so <laughs> consequently, unless you're just mad at your money, you don't practice. <laughs> you put it up for a, for a purpose, and that is a, an event um, like the Ohio State Fair. Currently, uh, we're operating it as we speak at the Florida State Fair in Tampa. Um, we cool. largely do events of 500,000 or more in attendance, just so you have the potential to cover the cost um, for, you know, and, and, and assembly is, the, is relatively inexpensive in terms of when you transport that thing, the average cost of uh, over the road freight right now for power only is around $4 a mile. So if you take $4 a mile times 14 trailers, you're going 60, you're going $64 a mile. So if I go a thousand miles, do some quick math, I got 64,000 in transportation. I got 70 to 75,000 in assembly, disassembly, plus the operational cost. So 
you have to ride a lot of people. Now, the good thing about Ferris wheels, and John can bear this out a little bit because he's been around the business and he and I have known one another for a number of years. In fact, he's actually inspected some of my equipment uh, in the state of Ohio in years past. And it is, you know, a fun house for kids. A small fun house does a little bit of business. A big fun house does a lot of business. And Ferris wheels are the same way. Small Ferris wheels do a little bit of business. Big Ferris wheels do big business. And a Ferris, because a Ferris wheel, actually just a rotary observation platform. That's what it is. You get on, God bless human nature that they want to go up high and look around. And a Ferris wheel makes it easy because you don't have to climb and you can put them in a secure environment. So you're selling height. And then when the lights go, when the sun sets, you're selling a light show. So, John, let me ask you, does it matter what size a ride is um, upon inspection? Obviously, it'll probably take longer if it's a bigger ride. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it, uh, it, it does. Uh, you know, we're looking at everything from a little Eli kitty wheel that takes, you know, quite a bit less time. It's, you know, right there on the ground. It's no more than you know, 15 feet tall at the most um, to something, you know, that Michael has. And that takes, you know, sometimes days to inspect. Um, we got to do a lot of uh, climbing. You know, we're harnessing up and we're climbing up, you know, as far as we can. You know, you're looking, you know, a lot of times, especially if we're at the location while they're setting up at a state fair or even, you know, when, when they're setting something like that, we're looking at it on the ground as much as we can, you know, try to look at a lot of that while we're there, but you still got to, you know, harness up and climb up and, you know, you're a lot of times, you know, putting yourself in a safe position, but, you know, you're, you're having them turn the wheel and inspecting it as it's moving. And, um, you know, it, it, everyone's a different challenge and everyone's a little different. You know, we're following what the manufacturer requires and, you know, uh, you know, when, you know, Michael comes into town, we ask him, first thing we ask him for is his manual and uh, we go through that. And, Make sure he's doing everything he has to do with non-destructive testing and and that sort of thing. Um, like on his, it, I think after ten years, you got to increase the different the NDT, and then after you know twenty years, you can increase that even more. So you know it, it does take a lot more on something you know of Michael's size than it would be on a you know Eli Kitty wheel. Yes, and that's what you know ODA is all about making sure no matter what the size of the ride is it's safe for folks to enjoy and and come on and ride and ride again and i want to go back really quickly to something you said michael human nature people do want to get really they go up really high in a ride take a look around now meg i'm with you i did used to have a fear of heights mm -hmm. and i in fact have this Ferris wheel story. I'm on <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the Ferris wheel, Henry County Fair, you know, young 10-year-old Lord, and I'm riding with my cousin Jimmy, and we get stopped at the top, of course, and he starts rocking it. You guys, I have not been on a Ferris wheel since. <laughs> <laughs> she will not set foot. Must be this tall to ride, Lauren. Well, for the record, there are a lot of signs on them that say do not rock. So your your cousin was being a bad a bad guy. <laughs> Thank you, John. He's a bit of a bad influence. <laughs> <laughs> but in all seriousness, um, you know, Michael, what type of, you know, 
stories do people have for for your entertainment company when they get to ride a ferris wheel of this magnitude um that certainly is an unforgettable type of experience it is and the ferris wheel is unique in the sense that it is one of the few mechanical riding device activities that an entire family multi-generational can all take part in and everybody enjoys the same one you know the, the, the same experience at the same time and so what what i like in my job every day too is i'm in the memory business and so my job is to make memories i take them up high and they look around and they're safe they're inside a secure cabin that they cannot get out of until we choose to let them out it, it, when they're in a safe loading position and, and it's the family unit together and the memory of that together the photos all the things that come with it that's what you're you know that's what you're doing and um i i own thrill rides that take them at high speeds at fast acceleration rates and so a couple of them upside down and you know that that that's an entirely different niche in the market you know that's a very that's a much smaller segment of the market ferris wheels have stood the test of time i mean the first one was invented for the columbian exposition in 1993 by george washington gale ferris jr an engineer um and they've been around ever since and they, they claim that uh, they were around in europe before but being a proud american i'll say we're first <laughs> That's really, I really like that making memories, making mems. Yeah, of course. You're seeing something you, you may have never seen before when you're when you're up at that tippy top. Exactly. Is, I mean, it, it, and it really is human nature. I mean, adrenaline, adrenaline junkies, that's human nature too. They're just a certain type of person that wants that adrenaline rush. And you can get it by going fast. You can, you can get it by doing things that uh, appear to be dangerous yet you know guys like john make sure that they're not um some people it's going up high in the air um other people you know but but human curiosity is what makes a, a ferris wheel so popular you couple that with the fact that grandma down to the great grandchild can do that together and and you have a successful product that you put out there, but it's important that you remember that it's about the memories. It's not just about giving them a ride. I mean, you know, it needs to be clean. Your staff needs to be courteous. It, it needs to be the appropriate length. Um, you have to be sensitive to your customers. Some people, they get their, uh, they get their gumption up and they're going to try it. And one turn around, they are totally freaking out. And those are the ones those are the ones that we're happy that they're inside an enclosed <laughs> capsule that we let them out of <laughs> oh my gosh did you guys know i didn't even know there was a national ferris wheel day did you guys know this i did know that there was a national ferris wheel day but i'm a, I, i'm an amusement ride junkie <laughs> john did you know you know i did i did hear of it in the past so i mean i'm not going to lie saying i I've celebrated it, but you know, I'm lucky enough to celebrate that kind of thing every every day when we're out there doing it. So yeah, that's I feel true. like I'm a part of it. Um, I'm sure Michael does the same thing, you know. It, Absolutely. You know, that's our that's what we do. Hey Michael, when are you do you know when your Ferris wheel will be back in Ohio by chance? 
Um, probably not until maybe 2023, 2022. And I say probably because 2022, it's fully contracted. It was there in 2018 down in Cincinnati for about two and a half months. I missed it. You did. (laughs) So listeners, mark your calendars, 2023. You don't want to miss it. Yeah, thank you guys. Anything else we should talk about that we didn't uh, cover that you want to say about National Ferris Wheel Day? You know, the one thing I wanted to um, express is, you know, this is a very safe ride in general. I mean, the great thing about this ride is gravity's working for you. So if it gets into a position where you lose power, you do whatever, this ride will, gravity will bring people back to where they need to be. And um, a lot of times, we have to uh, express that, hey, you know, you're going to get off, but it's got to go off in a certain, you know, position. So you're, if you're at the top, you may be the second person off. If you're at nine o'clock or three o'clock, it may be a while before you're going to get off because you got to balance these things and they do so in a very, very safe manner because, you know, the one thing that we're never going to lose is gravity and uh, the, the wheel actually it's a very easy way to evacuate people where sometimes on other rides we don't have that capability, but as Michael knows when, you know, all you have to do is take them down one by one. And sometimes you're not going to get off when you want to get off, but eventually you're going to get off, but they have to do so in a safe manner. They do. And piggybacking on your, on your comments there, John, you know, Ferris wheels are uh, by and large, uh, they're engineered by different people and there are different designs, but they're essentially the same thing. Uh, when it's all said and done, it's a, it's a circle. It's a bicycle wheel, if you will. And, you know, you have uh, some with, with, with cable uh, tensioners to hold the wheel centered. You have others where it's actually structural steel, which is like ours. Um, but you're essentially dealing with what starts out to be a, a fixed balance mass. So there's not a lot of stress on the ride there's actually more stress put on an assembling it and disassembling than there is when it's operating full of people. The, the, the biggest threat to a, to a properly engineered and maintained Ferris wheel is actually mother nature, external forces. And I can tell you that ours has been through three hurricanes and done just fine. So it stood the test of time thus far. Oh my dear. <laughs> One of which was Hurricane Michael, which was a category five storm. We were 135 miles inland at the Georgia National Fair in, in Perry, but when Hurricane Michael came through, it was still a Category 2 storm, and we were on the bad side of the storm. And so we, we oh. battened down the hatches, and the last thing we did was go try and fix a GoPro uh, to a telephone pole that <laughs> was in view of it. Everybody says, what do you want to do that for? I said, listen, if something happens to that thing, I actually want to see it. Because I don't think anything will, and nothing did. It has stood the test of time. <laughs> it's storm tested. Oh my goodness! Well, glad it's okay. Glad it's okay. You know, I was one thing I wanted to add, and I never just thought about it. I mean, the first ride I ever rode was a um, Ferris wheel called a Sky Wheel, and what it is, it's a double Ferris wheel that goes around, and that was the first ride I ever rode at Cedar Point. Is a, a big ride, you know, a kiddie ride. So that was. You know something if you ever get a chance to ride one of those and we do have them once in a while that play at fairs in ohio that's something to do because it both wheels run at the same time and then the whole boom swing so it's a 
an extra thrill for a for Ferris wheel. It's a it's a thrilling ride rather than the observation ride. That sounds awesome. Yeah, nice to talk to you guys. And we encourage you if you're listening to um, go celebrate National Ferris Wheel Day. Maybe don't ride with your cousin. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Zero out of ten would recommend. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. Thanks, guys. We appreciate um, having you on and, and hearing about Ferris wheels and you sharing your knowledge. It's been uh, pretty awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you. It was a good time. Nice to see all you again. All right, Megs, that was awesome. That was very cool learning about Ferris wheels. Yeah. And uh, I had no idea that portable Ferris wheels could be so large. That was awesome. Yeah, that's a massive wheel. <laughs> uh, I would definitely ride it though when it's back in Ohio, knowing you know our guys are inspecting and it's safe, and I'm into it. Definitely. So yeah, we're wrapping up this week. Next week we have something um, pretty cool to talk about as well. We're going to celebrate and recognize another. Um, I guess we could call it a weird national day. Sure, an obscure national holiday. There we go. Yeah, that. yeah, we're talking about veggies next week. It's going to be delish. Please tune in when we post next week. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Cultivating Combos is created by ODA's communications team. Make sure to hit subscribe to get the latest episodes in your feed and like ODA on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for up-to-date news about agriculture in Ohio.